My Wax Museum is a proud member of the Creative Grapevine. Hey, before we jump into today's show, I just wanted to make a quick, simple request that you'd leave a review for the show. You can do so by going to ratethispodcast.com slash wax. Again, that's ratethispodcast.com slash wax. Now, on with the show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of My Wax Museum. I'm your host, Alex Williams, and today I'm joined by a fellow podcaster, all the way from Bangladesh, Rafi Hossein. I loved my conversation with Rafi. We talked about his love of football, travel, and business. Rafi shares some amazing stories about traveling to Mecca, the World Cup, and Europe. So get ready for an exciting episode. It's fantastic. And remember, after today's show, to make five minutes today to listen intently to the people around you. Rafi Hossein, welcome to My Wax Museum. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. So how I start the show, um, every episode I, I ask the guest, uh, how do we know each other? So would you mind filling everybody in? So uh, we connected earlier in social media where I, I reached out to you for an interview to be on my show and we had a great time and our episode is going to be going live soon so we knew each other from that and then we got in got touched with each other on social media and now we're connected so that's how we got introduced yeah yeah and i i really really enjoyed our our chat and uh, and i thought yeah i got to have this guy on my wax museum chat with him some more so um so tell me you're you're actually the first guest uh, from Bangladesh. So tell me a little bit about where in Bangladesh you're from and what what it was like growing up as a kid. Right. So I'm from Dhaka, which is the capital city of Bangladesh, and uh, Bangladesh is is a little country, but it's really something. It's it has a heart, and um, I. I've been to many countries and uh, almost all of them are, you know, more developed. It has better roads, better government, everything. But whatever it is, I would never give up my country. For example, if you would offer me, hey, come to Canada. I mean, of course, I love Canada, but I would always stay here. Uh, I see a lot of people in Bangladesh getting second home in lots of other countries. But I don't do that. I love this country to death. And, you know, Growing up, it's been amazing to me, my family. It's just the people, the hospitality, the heart of Bangladeshi people. It's unparalleled, trust me. Uh, yeah, that's Bangladesh for you. That's awesome. And are there any experiences that you had growing up where you where you really like felt that connection to your home and felt like, yeah, this is this is where I belong? Yeah, well uh where i live in dhaka so uh i've been living here for what more than 20 years now and i pretty much know hundreds of people in my neighborhood so whenever i walk in the street i always get a smile and a hello and every time it just feels like home so whenever we have a pro like for example my father he established a school nearby so whenever we have a program 
uh, there's a field nearby and hundreds of people come in everybody's hi hello so it just feels like home there's no one experience where i gravitate towards dhaka but it's it's a city you really have to experience to understand the value of it uh, on paper it might not look as attractive as other cities but when you're here and a lot of foreign people live here diplomats and a lot of people live here and they love it so i guess it's one of those places where you really have to experience it to experience it to understand the value starting from the new dhaka to the old dhaka like there's an old dhaka like there's a spot which is actually called old dhaka right so uh, that place is famous for like really traditional amazing traditional foods which have been going on for hundreds of years and the new dhaka which is um uh, in the northern sites uh, so it's be like you know it's full of skyscrapers and fancy hotels so there's a lot of variety here which you really have to experience yourself that is really cool so um if if i were visiting dhaka um where would you tell me i fly into the airport um, where do you tell me to go first? Well, first you really need to see the new new Dhaka, and then you know because you are from Canada, so you just don't want to rush to the old Dhaka at first. You want to get yourself settled in new Dhaka in a nice hotel, and then well, yeah, there's lots of fancy places for you to try out. But after you are settled and you see the places a bit, you go to old Dhaka, and the places it's it's so energetic. For example, there are so many places you don't you can't take cars because the roads are so tiny you can't take cars you uh you have to take rickshaws rickshaws are vehicles they're like three wheelers in dhaka city so you you have to take those and you have to visit for example there's this thing uh, i don't know do you know what pan is pan is a thing like it's a leaf sort of thing you eat right so there's a specialty in old dhaka you light it on fire and then you eat it there's a lot of amazing food culture and everything is just so amazing. And um, there are so many festivals in old Dhaka as well. Like uh, that's, I, I'm, my family is originally from there. So I know a lot about that. Um, so my grandparents are from there. Uh, uh, in January, there are, there's a festival called Shakrain. So what happens is it's a kite festival. So when you, uh, uh, at that date, when you look up at the sky uh, and in old Dhaka, there's like houses are all cramped together and stuff. So when you look up into the, in the sky, there are literally thousands of kites. So you cannot even look at the stars that, that many kites are there. And every rooftop has a mini party going on with music and uh, dancing. And it's just so energetic the vibe of dhaka is very different that is super cool you uh, like i said earlier yeah like i said earlier you really have to experience it to be you know to understand the value of it yeah yeah wow that's awesome um it sounds like um people are pretty uh like culturally close like do you do you feel like there yes. there's a big sense of um tightness with unity. unity yeah that'd be the right word for it yeah interesting right um and but yeah people actually have a big sense of unity here that's awesome um i think that's so important so you mentioned um being in your community that you that you know hundreds of people here and that you 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 feel very you know special and like like you matter and they matter and you know them right um and so how do you um how do you as an individual um build those connections how do you work on those connections with people I go out a lot. So 
we uh, now there's not much time for it but when i was younger i used to go out every evening and we have a huge field uh, right behind my house and uh, hundreds of people play there like you know ch children everything it's sort of like a park it's a big park so it's just behind my house me and a lot of friends we used to play there and there are different places now they work at different places we don't have time to connect as much physically now but you know we but how i built those connections i guess just by going out and mostly through family yeah that, that's how that's awesome um do you like do you feel like in bangladesh you guys spend a lot of time outside like associating with other people definitely bangladesh uh, people thrive on this like uh you know uh, i believe in the saying your network is your net your net worth is your network right so definitely the more you network your net worth increases and uh yeah people they they just thrive on this and everybody just loves meeting new people and everybody just working together on business everything is just people 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 and and there's a lot of people around here as well you know dhaka is one of the densely one of the most densely populated people here so uh, it just fits right into our personality yeah yeah i know bangladesh is a very uh, densely populated country just in general um yeah um how like i guess i'm i'm kind of curious what what it was like growing up there like what was your education experience like as a kid so my education experience like uh, i like for example my kindergarten i just studied here like the close school nearest to my home but as i grew older i actually went to one of the best schools in dhaka city right now uh, well my family has uh, they've really transformed in the last 20 30 years we were from a not really lower class ish you know we were we really uh, and my father is an example of someone who really r r rising up his r rose up his ranks so i started up going to school here near my house but then i went to one of the best schools in dhaka and then i completed my you know my primary schools from there and then i started studying law and then i completed law and i am due to go to uk to finish the degree completely so that's my education yeah yeah that's the education sector interesting okay so um fill me in a little bit you so you completed a law degree in in bangladesh is that right 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 okay and what was what was that studying process like for you did you was there anything particularly interesting to you is there a reason you wanted to study law or was it just kind of uh on the path uh well my family is a bit of a uh, politically involved so studying law is very necessary here because in dhaka in bangladesh in general you will see that when a person is a bit involved in politics you will just see them in jail uh, every now and then this is very common here <laughs> so you really need to learn your stuff before getting in and uh, business here is actually really tough uh, because the government is um, sort of kind of I don't want to get too political but you know uh, it keeps changing and uh, so you, the law was necessary for me I didn't really choose it this was not my passion but I knew that I have to because it will be immensely helpful for me in the future and the studying process actually there are like for example where I studied uh 
it's actually, uh, for example, you know, University of London in London, right? So it's actually a part of that here. It's an external program of University of London. So the degree that I got, the certificate is from University of London. So that, exactly. So they have these, uh, University of London uh, has these external programs throughout the whole world. So I just enrolled into the ones they have in Bangladesh because, um, uh, you know, if you want to study law, UK is the place, place you go to because that's the best place to study law in the world. Hmm. Okay, so um, have you been, you mentioned a little bit in our, our questions beforehand that you've done a bit of traveling. Uh, is it fair to assume you've been to the UK before? Well, actually, I haven't. I have been to Europe, but I haven't been to UK, even though I had a visa. Yeah, we had a visa, but uh, it was it was just too busy. I couldn't go at that moment, but I couldn't go to UK. Oh, man. So, um, it, like, are you are you looking forward to, to going there and studying there and living for a while there then? Well, definitely. I just have to do, like, for example, there's a BPTC course. And once you finish that, you become a barrister. So I just have to go there and be do that training course for one year. And that's it. So, yeah, li- definitely looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. And then would you come straight back to Bangladesh then? Definitely. I want to live away from Bangladesh one second more than I have to. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I love that uh, love that you have for your country. I think that's so important that people have that. Um, and uh, with with all the other traveling you've, you've done, though, um, what are some really cool and interesting experiences that you've, you've seen outside of Bangladesh? Oh, I absolutely, um, like, traveling is so amazing. I feel like it's so important for everyone because uh, it increases and broadens your knowledge about the world so much. Uh, You cannot learn about the world from books. Like one trip in Europe, whatever, wherever, you're going to learn so much more than what you learn through uh, books or internet or whatever. So um, my, uh, you know, what I loved was uh, back in 2006 when there was a World Cup in Germany. Uh, I've actually went to see that and I was what around um, eight years old back then so I was the youngest person from Bang- when I went to the embassy they're like nobody this young has even came here to go to the world cup so it was such an amazing experience I am actually a very b- big uh, football fan so uh, I went and I've seen the quarterfinals semifinals and uh, I absolutely loved it I bought so many mementos and memories and pictures so yeah I feel like that was the best trip of my life because I got to see all my favorite players. That is way cool. Uh, and I, I'm not super, super familiar with the World World Cup. Was Bangladesh playing in the World Cup? Actually, no. Bangladesh does not play in the World Cup. They don't, they don't qualify. But my team uh, in the World Cup is Germany and Argentina. I love these two teams. Really? Okay, why is that? Uh, I don't know. Because, uh, you see, in Bangladesh, Bangladesh, uh, even though they're not in the World Cup, this country is a huge fan of football. Whenever there is a World Cup foot season is going on, you will see flags everywhere. Like I am driving my car, I'm in a signal and people are going to come up to your car and be like, hey, do you need to buy a flag? And you are going to see flags everywhere from offices to buildings to rooftops. And it's so lively. We're not in the World Cup at all, but Everybody is so into it. And uh, you, you know those little shops where they sell televisions and uh, monitors, right? So and, and those little internet cafes. 
So uh, outside, uh, they actually, you know, uh, stream the uh, game. So outside those little internet cafe cafes and uh, TV shops, there's going to be a crowd of people out just outside and watching from outside through the glass. Everybody's just going to be enjoying the game. So people are crazy about world, uh, football and cricket over here. That's awesome. Uh, so I'm curious then, if Bangladesh isn't participating in the World Cup, you're a big fan of Germany and Argentina. Are Are there other big teams like... Who's who do you think gets the most Bangladeshi fans? Um, Bangladesh is divided up to two teams. The whole of Bangladesh is majorly divided up to Argentina or Brazil. Everybody is a huge fan because Argentina, you know, Maradona and Messi, everybody's just crazy for them. And, you know, uh, in Brazil, uh, they, they used to have Kaka and all the great players. So everybody's just crazy about these two teams. You will find Argentina and Brazil flags everywhere. Like uh, there's this person that was on the news this year. So what happened? He has a building, six floors. So his house is six floors and he painted the whole house on the Brazil flag. Right. <laughs> no way. <laughs> people are so enthusiastic here. And, you know, that people have big businesses or buildings and there's like flags that are five stories tall, six stories tall. And, you know, they just release it from the roof and the whole building is covered with flags. People are crazy here. <laughs> yeah, that is amazing. That is awesome. Um, wow, that is so fascinating that like, despite not having a, a team in the World Cup, you like everybody, you know, has their has their team that they cheer for. And so I, I'm curious then, um, Argentina obviously is a big, big team uh, amongst uh, you guys in Bangladesh. Um, but then why Germany? I don't know. I just, you know, like I mentioned before, I like German cars. I like German teams. I don't know. I feel like whatever they do, they do it at such a professional and, you know, skillful level i just like all things german their industry everything's just amazing with these they are the anomaly in europe they do everything very professionally so i just like the german professionalism in everywhere even in football well i like that i like that and i i have to admit if if canada is not playing then i i do cheer for germany that's where my family comes from so that's my second choice so i can approve i can approve <laughs> Hey, Future Alex here, hoping you're enjoying this episode as much as I enjoyed having the conversation. I'm just popping in to once again request that you leave a review for the show. It helps people find us. It makes me feel good. And I mean, I mean, it's just a great thing to do. Now, you can do that at ratethispodcast.com slash wax. Again, that is ratethispodcast.com slash wax. Now, back to the show. So you you got to go see the World Cup um, as as a kid, which is amazing. Um, have you ever had any other uh, trips that that made a big impact on you in your life? Well, um, three years ago we went to Kashmir, and um, there's this place that I was telling you earlier, right? The mini Switzerland place so uh, i forgot the exact name of the place but there's no way you can take a car there so what you have to do is you have there's a huge lot you have to keep your car there and you have to get yourself a guide and you have to get one horse per person so uh, me and my family and a lot of family friends went there we were about 12 people so we got ourselves 12 horses and everybody had to 
get on horses and we literally uh what was that that was around three thousand yeah so we had to ride the horses three thousand feet of a mountain above like you know a mountain so and there were through forests and we're like on the horses and we see a huge waterfall just going there it was amazing the natural beauty of that place was insane like the only other insane natural beauty place i've been to was niagara falls um but yeah th that was was the, like you know it took us what around two hours on the horses and our backs were killing it and everything but it was so worth it the whole it, the journey was so amazing through waterfalls and i'll send you pictures after this <laughs> you'll see yeah please do that oh man that sounds amazing so did you um like obviously dhaka is a very populated city um so did you did you feel like um like growing up you had a connection with nature like do you do you feel that need to go out and get nature or do you kind of feel like um you're more of a city boy what's your what's your position there it, it, it's lovely you asked that actually um, everybody like let me tell you something dhaka is uh, like uh, bangladesh has a big population but dhaka has a significant part of the population like everybody comes to dhaka for jobs for whatever so everybody just comes from all around Bangladesh from all the villages and comes to Dhaka. So everybody has a hometown. So for everyone, it's outside of Dhaka and during holidays, they go to their hometowns where it's all nature and beautiful. But for me, my grandparents are also from Dhaka. So we don't have a hometown. So that's why I always loved nature. Whenever I got, went out of Dhaka, whenever I went to any place where there's a lot of nature, it was so nice. But I was, I am, I am always a city boy. I'm, 99% of the time I'm in the city, but whenever I am in the nature or whenever I get the chance to go to some place where there's nature, I absolutely love it. And what's your, do you have like a, a particular place that you like to kind of escape the city to? Oh no, because in Dhaka city, there's no way you can escape uh, where there's nature because there's so many people here. You can't really have a nature place. It's all people, people building, uh, you know, business work. And the parks aren't really that big where you can really, you know, for example, in New York, you have the Central Park. Well, in Dhaka, we have some parks as well, but it's not really, you know, that nature-y. So there are places, but not not in Dhaka. Right. So uh, I guess, like, how far outside of Dhaka do you have to get to before two, you're there? Two, two, two hours? Two hours. Two hours. Yeah. And what... I, I'm curious. I don't really know much about the geography. Do you? Is it mountains? Is it lakes? Trees? Desert? Like what's out there? Oh no, no. There, there's no mountains. It's just plain roads and everything. And uh, there's some lakes here and there, but it's mostly the plain. There's no mountains or there's no forest. There's nothing. It's just roads, roads, roads everywhere. Interesting. Really. So okay. So I'm curious. Um, people, people always ask, uh, when, when people are from like the prairies, like I'm from the prairies in Canada, people always ask, well, isn't that boring? There's like nothing to see. Do you have a, do you have a preference? Do you prefer like the flat, nice, just like open road? Or do you prefer like being able to look at the mountains and like this tall scenery? Well, the grass is always greener on the other side. And since <laughs> Since I am from some place where there's roads everywhere, I prefer, you know, the scenery, the mountains, the lakes. I prefer that. But, you know, maybe my answer would be different if I actually lived someplace like that. 
Yeah, it could be. It could be. Uh, that's that's awesome. It sounds like you've seen some amazing, amazing things. Um, in our in our quick questions that we did beforehand, um, you talked about the most beautiful site you've ever seen um, was in Mecca. Um, and can can you tell me a little bit more about that? Like what that experience was like? course I'd love to um, so the first time I went to Mecca was when I was around 10 years old so the thing about um, Hajj and everything is uh, you know we perform certain pilgrimages when we go to Mecca uh, for our religion so it's always been said that when you grow up it's better to do it when you grow up because uh, you know you have a sense of the strength of what you're doing the spiritualness of what you're doing but my father has always encouraged our entire family and uh, we go there every year uh, during Ramadan. So the first time we went there, uh, it was, you know, I felt amazing. First of all, I got really excited because when we went out of the airport, there was a BMW and we had, that was our taxi. So uh, me, so, and I was, a, I was a kid back then. So uh, that was one of the few times I actually went in a BMW when I was a kid. So I was really excited from the get-go. And then we went, came to our hotel, dropped our luggages. And, uh, you know, you have to wear some special clothes when you perform in a Hajj and Umrah and things like that. So uh, it's basically two pieces of cloths and you just wrap yourself around it. Uh, it's a white cloth. Um, so it's uh, because I was a kid, it's very complicated to walk in. So I was just going towards, you know, Mecca, the Kaaba. Uh, I was just... It's actually a huge place. You don't really grasp the grasp the entirety in pictures or videos, but it's enormous. And so I, you see it only when you're inside the boundaries and everything. So I was going there and I was just trying to hold my two pieces of cloth together because I was very young back then. And then there's a certain escalator you go down on. And then as you go down on, the Kaaba starts revealing, like, you know, you start to see it. And then I was just like, astonished i was like oh it's beautiful and people are just praying and you know walking and everybody this the whole spirituality of the place is just out of world and uh from me being uh, it was just me trying to hold on to my cloth it was and then it was just to me like wow what's this it, it was that for me so it was uh you know very astonishing and uh, i loved it i loved every second of it that's awesome that is super cool um and i bet is it is it busier during ramadan Oh, it's definitely uh, millions of people, like even without Ramadan, if you go there, there's going to be a couple of mil million people right there at that very moment praying there. So it is super crowded and uh, you can barely walk. But uh, I don't know, like everyone who goes there believes so strongly in their faith. They just don't seem to mind all the other people and everyone just... Uh, you know, there's going to be millions of people there, but nobody's going to be fighting, shouting. It's just there is somehow order among millions of people in such a crowded place. Yeah. And I guess I, I mean, everybody's there for kind of the same purpose, right? Exactly. And so exactly. I guess there's like that unity, too. Right, right, right. And everybody is so nice over there, behaves. For example, uh, since, uh, and uh, my brother, my, like when I went there, I was young, but I have a younger brother. He was just two and a half years old when he went there. So he just learned to walk and he was walking around and everything. So when we were trying to pray, so you stand up, he was getting no space. So they just, 
even when there's millions of people there uh, the person who's going to be beside you they're just going to be like hey stand here your little kids stand here so uh, even during all the chaos everyone's just sweating and it's really it's 40 degrees outside when we when there was 42 degrees outside so even during that people just make way for you everybody's just so nice to each other uh, there's a whole different spirituality to the place wow that is yeah that is super cool i i don't know I, I'd really have to have a lot of faith to make sure I could be nice to somebody when it's 40 degrees outside. <laughs> That's exactly. awesome. That is super cool. Um, so then kind of um, like, I mean, obviously you've had some awesome experiences uh, throughout your life. And I kind of want to jump in as we as we lead into kind of the last five-ish minutes here. Um, I want to hear about what you're doing what what you do on like a day-to-day -day basis what's your what's your normal day look like right uh so currently uh we i am all work and no play i am that sort of person <laughs> so currently i'm working on a lot of things um uh like in dhaka because of like it's growing so fast. A lot of foreign investment is coming in. So my family is working on building two uh, hotels, one, Hill, uh, one Hyatt, you know Hyatt, right? The brand and one, and one Best Western. So uh, my father put me in charge of the Best Western one. So I'm looking at that. I'm communicating with Best Western every day. So my day probably starts with someone from Best Western asking me, how's your design updates and everything, things like that. And then uh, as my day progresses, we have, uh, and you know, we have a car business. <laughs> so uh, I love cars and I take some updates in that and what new cars there are. And if there's some new cars, I just want to go for a drive. I'm a huge car freak. And um, as the day progresses, I tend to see, I tend to, I have, you know, I have a podcast of my own. So I try to see if there's anyone I can find who's interesting and I want to be on, uh, who wants to be on my podcast. So I am all work and no play. I just, it's all business, business, business and podcast, things like that. That's awesome. Uh, and so, I mean, obviously um, you're, you're doing a lot of work, but at the same time, like it strikes me like you really, really enjoy what you're doing oh definitely uh for example the hotels i absolutely love traveling like i mentioned earlier so i uh even when i was really young i went to singapore malaysia all that i used to collect those little shampoos and whatever they gave you at hotels uh, at the airlines because i was a kid they always used to give me you know the gift bags and everything from different airlines so i used to bring them back home so i have a huge passion for hotels traveling so i love exploring that sector and cars they are in my blood uh, I freaking love cars, so definitely I enjoy that. And podcasting, I, I've been doing it for what three weeks now, and I absolutely love it. It's so nice meeting so many people from around the world, and uh, I don't know, it's just fun. And people actually in Dhaka, there are no podcasts. Uh, it's what my one's gonna be what two, two or three podcasts, except my one, and none of them are popular. So I have this really big early movers advantage, and. I'm marketing the hell out of my one. So it's going to be big. You'll see. Um, I'm, I'm curious, uh, from, from another podcaster to another, um, what, what got you into podcasting? Like, what was, what was you sitting there and deciding, oh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll do this, sure. 
I got into the well. I didn't get into this because I loved it. I got into this because I tend to think of everything like a chess move. So uh, I I thought that this would increase my connections and this would be you know increase a personal branding. I'd get to know more and whenever people uh, people googles my name, they're gonna see I do also do a podcast amongst other things. So I did that. I thought of it strategically and I thought that people would know me more and the, my expertise and everything when I do this. But when I started doing, I thought, okay, that's just a bonus. The main thing is it's so amazing. It's just so full of life. And uh, so that just became a separate issue. I just don't even think of that anymore. But when I started, that's what I was thinking about. But now I don't think about it. That's an afterthought. Now it's just connecting and talking and you know researching like that. Love it. Yeah, yeah, it is super cool. I mean, when I saw when I saw the message from you uh, inviting me to be on your show, I was like, "Cool, he's in Bangladesh. Sure, like that sounds rad." I've never, uh, I've never like had a call with somebody in Bangladesh before, so I was like, "That's just going to be neat and interesting um, to to hear about your experience." Um, that is, yeah, that is amazing. So we're we're kind of running up the clock here. So I want to ask. Um, in in closing um or kind of as a you know leading into it um what's what's the plan for the future you're you're working on hotels you love cars you you're doing all of this you travel what what do you want your future to look like well what i want is uh First, I want to establish the businesses. And then when I have a steady flow of income, I really want to work for the area I grew up in. For example, um, you know, the new Dhaka in Gulshan and everything, they have a lot of skyscrapers and everything. But me, I live in, uh, like, I live not, I, I just live a few kilometers down from that. But the area is not the same as that. So I want to give back to the community, which has given me and my family so much. I want to, you know, improve the park I have here. I want to, I, I really want to work for the people. I want to get into the politics, not just for the fame or money, because when I'll be getting into politics, I'll have the business and sort it out. And I don't want to be worrying about money when I help on people. I really want to go all in. So uh, there are lots of people doing that right now. And um so i look up to a few people here who does things like these like where they have earned enough money so that they don't have to care about that and they actually use their own money to improve the late and like lives of the neighborhood so yeah i want to do that that's awesome really give back give back to the community and be a part of developing it and helping it um yeah yeah i think that's awesome so um what i always ask at the end of the interview um, is at the end of your life, um, however, however old you live to be, hopefully, you know, 150 or something at least, um, and you're looking back on everything you've done and accomplished in that, in that length of time, um, what are the things that you hope to be thinking of, remembering that you're most proud of and most satisfied with? Well, at the end of it all, I want me to be content with my family life uh, i haven't really talked spoken about that i've all uh, in the entire episode i've just spoken about work so i want to be content about my uh, family life and you know everybody in my family and the neighbor like my dhaka city especially i want to give something back to the city i grew up in in a big way uh, so 
yeah i just want to and i want to know like uh, i want to be sure that my future of my kids and everything they're all said i did something so that my kids don't want to uh, have to work as hard as i will do so i just want to uh, you know prepare a future which is better for my generation like you know my kids generation and all the whole neighborhood and dhaka city in general yeah that's awesome um i love that well uh, at the conclusion here i guess uh why don't you let everybody know uh where they can find you and the work that you do uh great so you can find me on rafihossein.com that's going to be r a f y h o s s a i n.com and you're going to be seeing that i'm in, you're going to see there all the companies i'm associated with and you can also see, uh, listen to my podcast episodes everything is just right there neatly in the website uh, you'll find all the socials everything that you need in the website so yeah that's perfect. I'll have that link down in the show notes. But uh, with that, Rafi, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Alex. And thank you for listening. Not just to this show, which we certainly do appreciate, but more to the people around you, the people in your life that you just happen to know. Take some time, just five minutes, to listen intently to the people around you. Mecco, 